Welcome to the Wake Up Queen podcast. As followers of Christ, we are instructed to obey the word of God. So what does this mean? What exactly is obedience? How does this show up in our walk with Christ? But most importantly, how is our obedience to Christ connected to our healing? In today's episode, we will continue the discussion about the importance of our obedience to God and how it shows up on this journey of healing. We pray that you listen with an open heart and that God speaks to you through our vulnerability. So let's jump in. Hey Queens, we are back for another episode of the Wake Up Queen podcast. For those of you who are just tuning in, I am your host, Sunny. And as always, I am excited, I am honored, and grateful to be here with you guys walking this journey and sharing all the amazing things that God continues to do in my life, all the things that he continues to reveal to me about this healing journey and about this journey of life. Um, so I, I, once again, I am excited to be here with you guys. Um, ready to jump into today's topic, but before we get into it, um, I have to acknowledge that we are quickly preparing for the fall or the the new school year, should I say. Um, I feel like the summer has gone by really fast, and so I hope that everybody has been able to get a good, like, you know, rest and renewal for the summer. Um, I feel like the summer for me has consisted of a lot of um, growth, a lot of changes, um, and a lot of new transitions. And so as I move into this upcoming school year or this fall semester, there's going to be a lot of new um, things that I'm going to be engaging in, a lot of new things that are going to be happening for me, new routines that are changing. Um, So I am just very eager. I won't say excited because I'm not really sure how things are going to going to look, but I am very eager and I'm also very open to the these new these new transitions that are coming up. Um kind of nervous about some of them. Um but the one thing that I continue to remind myself is um I trust God and I and I trust what he's doing in my life and I trust this journey that he's taking me on. Um, I don't always know the answers and I don't always know what the next step is going to be. Um, but, but I know that he has consistently and faithfully shown up. And so I'm just going to continue to sit at his feet and sit in his arms, um, and listen intently to know what my next steps are going to be and and what that needs to look like. So as I transition into this new fall or this new, whatever we're calling it, the, the, the new school year, the fall semester, um, whatever you're referring to it as, 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 as I transition, I invite you guys to um, walk alongside of me. Um, and I, and I, I pray for the opportunity to be able to walk alongside of you guys as well, um, just because God is good um, and as I've stated in the last in in the last few episodes, I've seen him show up in my life um, so many different ways, and so I'm I'm just continue continuing to be excited for all the things that you know I'm 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 going to be looking forward to and see what he seeing and seeing what he does with those things. So um, it's it's all going to be new, um, but it also leads us into our topic today. So. We are going to be talking about obedience once again. So episode two, we talked about 
obedience, what it means, what it looks like, how it shows up in our life. Um, and we're going to continue that. So this is going to be like a part two of episode of, of the last episode, episode two. Um, as I stated before, the word obedience has just been something that has been laid on my heart since the beginning of the year. And so it, it's, it's showing up in a lot of different ways. Um, some of them are easy ways, right? And some of them are just struggling ways. Some of them it's like, all right, God, uh, are you sure you want me to do that? And then other ones are like, okay, let's get it. Um, so today I, I, I'm, I'm going to recap a little bit of what we talked about in episode two, but today I just kind of want to sit and talk to you guys about, um, what we, what we know to be true about obedience. Um, but then I want to also sit a little bit more on how obedience is connected to our healing. Um, cause that's, cause that's something that I don't necessarily think, as I've been studying on this, it's something that I don't necessarily think, you know, it's it's always clear to us how when we're obedient to God's word, it transforms our lives in ways that we don't even see it transforming our lives. And so I really kind of just want to sit there today with you guys. But before we jump on into that, um, let's kind of recap. I'll, I'll share some things that I talked about last time. So we, so the last episode, we talked about what does obedience actually mean and what does it look like, right? And so we covered um, obedience is, is truly just hearing God's word and trusting him and acting on his word. It's, it's aligning our, our lives with God's, um, God's will for our life. Um, and so to kind of sum that, that piece up right there, surrendering, um, again, going in a little bit deeper, um, cause I've, cause I've been doing some studying on here, um, on this word obedience and in that, because like I said, that's been, that's just been the word for the year for me. Um, but as I was studying, I, I found that one of the Greek terms for obedience in the Bible conf- conveys this idea of positioning ourselves under someone by submitting to the authority and their command. Um, so again, going back to that word surrendering, obedience is us surrendering um, ourselves, our lives, our desires to God um, because he knows best. Um, and so simply put right that that that's like simply put when you you can you can take that um in the context of 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 even just our everyday lives right his his instructions and his in his orders for our lives surrendering to him in that in those areas um it's also doing what is asked of us right in our in our thoughts he tells us to take our caps our thoughts captive um in the way we speak in the way in the way that we live our lives in an everyday way um and an understanding like true obedience doesn't come from threats or force or manipulation it's it's our will for willful desire um to submit ourselves to the instructions of god um and so that's just kind of like a a brief overview of of kind of what we talked about last episode so this episode i really just want to jump into what we know to be true about obedience what i've come to know to be true about my obedience to god's word um and then i want to sit a little bit on 
how does obedience connect to our healing? So let's go back to that first first question. So what can we know to be true about our obedience to God's word? So first and foremost, we can know it to be true that we're instructed to obey God. So Ecclesiastics 12, 13 tells us to fear God and obey his commands, for this is everyone's duty. So we're instructed to obey God, right? We have in, in, in that word fear, I haven't, I haven't, um, studied this verse super deep but that word fear for me in translation is a is a reverence it's a it's a it's a it's a reverence for God and his authority and his headship over my life right and so because I honor him and I want to make him proud I'm gonna obey his commands because I don't want to disappoint him I don't want him to be upset with me I think about this from from child to think about our parents right from child to parent right we think about when we were younger we don't want to disappoint our parents we don't want to upset our parents we want our parents to be proud of us and because we honor and respect and we love our parents and we have a reverence for our parents we follow their instructions we follow their 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 rules um and so i think it's the same thing with god fear god and obey his commands it's everyone's duty if we're calling ourselves followers of christ we are to have a reverence for him and we're to obey the instructions that he has for our lives. So again, we know that it's an instruction. We know it to be true that we are instructed to obey God. Um, a second thing that we can know it, it, to be true is it's an action and it involves our engagement, right? Um, to obey is a verb. Um, and so we think about um some of the stories, and I won't go into detail, but some of the stories that I um, was reading about this is um, Luke seventeen eleven, when it talks about the healing of the ten lepers. They they cry out to Jesus for healing, and they're instructed to go show themselves to the priest. And in the and in the scripture, and it says, as they went, they were healed. So they had to they had to follow the instruction before the miracle happened, before the healing happened. In scripture verbatim says, as they went, they were healed. Um, and so we know it's an action. It's something that we're, we're involved in. It's something that we get to do in our relationship with, the Holy, with, the, with our Holy Father. Um, another, um, another story that we can reference for, for, for it being an action is 2 Kings. Um, when it talks about the prophet Elisha and the leper seeking healing, um, once again, he's instructed, the leper is instructed to go and wash his, himself seven times in the Jordan River, right? Um, so again, there we're seeing that it's an action. It's something that we are required to do. Um, and so, yeah, that, that piece is, is, is kind of self-explanatory. I think a lot of the times we wait on a miracle before we obey, Right. We wait on the benefit of obeying before we actually obey. And so th these two and, and I encourage you guys to go read these stories really in depth and study them and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you through these stories. Um, but but this shows that our obedience to God is something that we're engaging in. We don't wait for God to, to give us a handout or we don't wait for God to show up for us before we show up for him. We obey him 
because we love him. We have reverence for him. We honor him because he's worthy of our obedience, because he's worthy of our submission, because he can handle anything that we're asking him, because he's God, because he's the creator of the heavens and the earth. We don't honor him because he can do miracles. That's a part of who he is, but that that isn't why he's deserving of our of our obedience he's deserving simply because of who he, who he is um and so it's a it's an action it's something that's required of us um so the third thing in understanding what we can know to be true about obedience is it is it increases our reliance on god um and so i'll share from from my perspective on this point um because one of the things that i've really been intentional about um is really tuning into the voice of the Holy Spirit and really listening to that still small voice so that I can hear what his instructions are telling me to do. When I'm reading the word, the, the, the first thing I'm doing when I come, before I even come to that quiet time, I'm asking the Holy Spirit to make yourself known to me in this time. Come alive, make your word alive to me so that I can become reliant on what it is that you're saying. So as I'm going throughout my day, my goal is to always be so in tune with the holy with the voice of the holy spirit that i can hear his instruction for every moment of my life my desire is to be so in tune with him that when i from the moment my feet hit the ground in the morning i can hear him telling me sonny do this don't say that sonny go there right and i'm so in tune with that voice and that's the only voice that i'm focused on throughout my day that my reliance on that voice, every decision that I make, every move that I make, every thought that I think, every action that I take, everything that I say out of my mouth becomes reliant on my ability to hear that still small voice. And that's my desire, right? That's where I strive to get. Um, because when we rely on God, nothing else matters. We can, we can be so certain and we can be so sure that God is going to, he's going to keep us in his hands. He's got us. Um, and so that, that's, that's, I, I love that, right? I love that concept of it increases our reliance on God. The more I'm obeying his word, the more I'm seeing, I'm, I'm, I'm inviting his presence into my life. I'm seeing him show up. The more I'm connecting with him in relationship. And so my life becomes dependent on my, on my obedience to him. My life becomes dependent on my connection with him. Um, and so I love that, right? Um, the next thing, um, how, what we can know to be true is that it shows our trust and our faith in him. Mm. That's a good one. That's a good one. And in fact, the next two, so the one after that is the next point after this one is it shows our love for Jesus. So to, to, so to go back a second, it shows our trust and our faith in him. So first John chapter two, verses three through six, um, and it says, and we can be sure that we know him if we obey his commandments. If someone claims, I know God, but doesn't obey God's commandment, that person is a liar and is not living in truth. But those who obey God's words truly show how completely they love him. This is how we know we are living in him. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. Mm, that's good, guys. So it shows it shows our trust and our faith in him, right? When we're obeying God and we're saying that we're followers of Christ, that shows in our lives. There's evidence of that. 
right? We trust him. We have faith in him. So we follow his word. We follow his instruction. We listen to his voice. So good, so good, so good, so good. The next one is it shows our love for Jesus. Um, and so the, the verse going with that is, is John chapter 14, verses 15. And it says, if you love me, obey my commandments. Very simply put, if you love me, obey me. Simply put, no explanation needed there. Because it's, 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 very, it's very, very simple. Guys, we, one of the things that I am, that, that, that God is truly convicting me on is the way that I show up in my everyday life. As a follower of Christ, there's, there's ways that I should be showing up. There's ways that I should be living my life. And if I am walking around here just haphazardly doing things, if I'm not being intentional, if I'm not inviting the Holy Spirit into my day, into my, into my schedule, into my finances, into my relationships, in, into all that I am doing, into my parenting, if I'm not inviting him into those things, how can I stand 10 toes down and say that I'm a follower? I should be growing every single day closer and closer and closer in my relationship with the Father because that's what he wants from me, right? That's what he wants from me. And so that has been my daily conviction. I can't tell you guys how many times, you know, I, I, my goal is to, and I'll be honest, I don't, there are some mornings where I, I you know, I, I fall short. The little one wakes up before me or he wakes up with me and I'm not quite able to get my full um, quiet time in. Um, but my goal every morning is to wake up and invite the Holy Spirit into my day, invite him into my routine. Right. Um, and so that creates space for him to show up throughout the day. But that also creates the opportunity for me to look for him throughout my day. Um and so, and, and so again, the, this goes back to me, it's showing my love for Jesus, right? If, if, if I love him, I'm going to obey him. I'm going to obey him throughout my day and my lives and the way that, I, that I'm showing up in the world. And so I, that's actually one of the things I, I invite and I challenge everybody to, to be intentional about the way that you show up. I, I challenge everybody to really, um, Seek the Holy Spirit and how he wants you to show up in, in the different roles in our lives. Um, because as women, we play a lot of roles. Um, we are a lot of things to a lot of people. And I think oftentimes we are so caught up in being all the things for the people that we don't necessarily focus on making sure that we're showing up in these roles that we have correctly. Um, and so that's my challenge to you guys, to, to, to those of you who are listening and, and even those of you who will listen later on my challenge for you is to just really seek the Holy Spirit's face in, in, um, and how he wants you to show up. So I know I went on a little tangent there, but, but let's get back on track. Um, okay. So the next, the next point, um, about what we can know to be true about our obedience to God is that we are blessed by, or by our obedience, right? Deuteronomy eleven twenty six. Chapter 11, verses 26 through 20, 28, 
It says, look, today I am giving you the choice between a blessing and a curse. You will be blessed if you obey the commands of the Lord, the Lord your God, um, that I am giving you today. But you will be cursed if you reject the commands of the Lord your God. Um, so again, this is another one that's pretty straightforward. Um, we're blessed. We're blessed by our obedience to God. He sees it. He honors it. Um, and we're blessed from that. So again, pretty, pretty straightforward. Um, it also, our obedience to God also, it's humbling. It humbles us. It requires us to step outside of ourselves and our desires. Going back to that word surrender, to fully surrender ourselves to, to the authority of God. To, to, to fully recognize his headship over our lives and align ourselves with that. And the thing is, guys, is God is so good that he isn't going to tell us to do something that's going to harm us. I will, I will say, and again, I'm going to an, another tangent here, right? But one of the things that I'm really learning is that there hasn't been anything in this season of my life as I've really allowed God to take authority over my life and really have invited him into every area of my life. There hasn't been anything that God has not used. Nothing. Anything. There are situations based off choices that I've made that I have found myself in. And I, you know, I've done the prayer, God, please, if you get me out of this, I won't do it again. But inevitably, he uses those same things in my life to bring glory to him. And so as I walk out this kind of life of obedience, I'm recognizing it's much safer for me to do what I'm asked by God. I look back on my life and I'm like, all these decisions that I made that kind of sent me on these like detours, these long, really like annoying, didn't have to happen detours, only to end up right back where God needs me to be. And in my mind, I'm like, girl, you could have saved yourself so much headache by just doing what he asked you to do. And, I, and, it's, and it's also funny because I, I like, there are like some things that God has asked me to do that like I've put off doing. And, and I'm talking, to, I'm not talking about right now, but I'm talking about like in the past where like he's asked me to do something and I didn't do it. And I made a decision counter to that, right? And it caused, you know, some chaos, some dysfunction. I was, I'm like, okay, God, like I hear you right back to where we started. And then he asked me to do the same thing again. And it's funny, though, because it's like, he's going to keep asking. I don't know if that's this. I don't know if that's like the story for you guys, but that has been my journey, right? That has been my like story with God is like, there's so many things where he has like asked me to do it. And I'm just like, no, not right now. Like, I don't. God, I don't really want to do that. Like, that's really hard, and I'm not really interested in that. Da, da, da. And so I make a decision that's counter to that, only to end up right back where I started, only for him to ask me to do it again. And then I do it, and it turns out better than what I originally thought it was going to be. That, that, 
to me to me that's funny and so like i think i think of those things now and so like when he tells me to do something now there's always that moment don't get me wrong like i'm like i oftentimes am like okay god like maybe i'm like your rebellious child where it's like this push and pull uh no i won't claim that and i will not speak that over myself (laughs) um but no there are times where even now like he has asked me to do something and i'm like uh are you sure like are you sure you like want me to do that like i'm not are you sure that i'm the right person for this but then i think back on those moments i'm like okay girl you might as well just do it because if you don't you're going to make a decision that's counter to that you're going to end up in the situation that you may not necessarily want to be in only to end up right back where you started and he's going to ask you to do it anyway so you might as well just do it and so like yeah that that has just like i said that's just been the story of my life and that and so i think of i just i i think that that has been funny to just to just really share that but um, again, another tangent. Um, but the last point that I have here um, regarding the topic of what can we know to be true about our obedience is that our obedience affects other people, right? Or our disobedience affects other people. And so what do I mean by this? Whether we choose to obey or disobey God, it affects the people around us. If God is asking me to do something, and I do something opposite of that, it's going to spill over into the people that are close to me, into the people that are around me, right? And and honestly, maybe not even just the people that are close to me. Maybe, maybe what God is asking of me affected just one person, and by me not doing it, that uh, that person is going to be affected in a different way because I wasn't obedient to God. Same thing with our obedience. When we are obedient to God, Other people around us are blessed. Other people around us are saved. Other people around us experience the love of Jesus, right? And maybe what God is asking of us just affects that one person. And when we obey, that one person is saved. That one person is healed. That one person is blessed. That one person is pulled out that one person has community that one person is elevated whatever it is God knows why he's asking us to do things and we may not always know and sometimes I will be honest with you oftentimes he doesn't tell me why he needs me to do something or the outcome of something because I can assure you that if he were to tell me all those things I would be like okay can we find like an easier way to get there you know what I mean? In my own means, I'll be like, okay, so I know God wants this to happen. So let me just try to figure out. Maybe I don't have to do that particular thing in that way. Maybe I can just find something else. Um, I know I'm not the only person that does that. So come on, y'all. Y'all be honest. But but no, for real, like just getting back to that point, like our obedience or lack thereof affects other people. And I talked about this a little bit in the previous episode, but if you guys um, read the story of Jonah, like that, that story it's a very it's a very um very quick book in the bible very short quick book in the bible but it's 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 filled with a lot and so the premise of that story just to kind of give you guys a recap because i did sit on that um a little bit in the last episode but just to give you a bit um a quick story of that is jonah was asked to go to nineveh by god he didn't go and 
I will, again, I'm paraphrasing this, so I want you guys to really go back and get the meat and potatoes of it for you guys yourself and really ask the Holy Spirit to make to make live the words from that story and how he wants that to show up in your lives. But again, the gist of that is Jonah was asked to do something by God. He did not do it. Instead, he got in a boat and went to um, a different a different a different place than what God was asking him to. And when he got on that boat, a huge storm was caused. The people on that boat were like, this is like a, a storm that I've never seen before. And basically it came to that Jonah was running from God. They, they, were, they were like, hey, how do we get this storm to calm down? They ended up throwing him overboard. He got swallowed by a whale. He prayed. God released him from the whale. He started, he went back to the place where he started. God asked him to do the same thing that he asked him to do before Jonah did it. He wasn't happy about it, but he did it. And when he did it, an entire city was saved. An entire city turned from their wicked ways. So that's what I mean by when we're disobedient, it affects the people. When Jonah was disobedient, it affected everybody on that boat. So much so to where we're like, we, we don't even know your God, but we got to get you off of this boat because we know that like you're doing something that you're not supposed to be doing, so we don't, we don't want you in this space. It's real. That's how real that was. And again, when he, when he was obedient to God, an entire city was saved. So it really, that, that has been a really, a really solid sticking point for me. Think about this when the next time God asks you to do something. Think about if I don't do this, the people around me are going to be affected. If I do do this, the people around me are going to be affected. So I just, I, I, want, I want us to really kind of sit there for a second and really kind of consider that um, because that's, that's really, especially as, as followers of Christ, um, we really want to make sure that we're representing Christ well. We really want to make sure that we're, that we're walking, um, we're walking in a way that, that we can bring people in. We can love on people and show them the love of God. And we can't do that properly if we're not being obedient and really listening to what is being asked of us. So that that is just, so, so just to kind of recap these points, um, again, the question was, what can be known to be true about our obedience? One, we are instructed by God to obey. Two, it's an action. It involves our engagement. Three, it increases our reliance on God. Four, it shows our trust and faith in him. Five, it shows our love for Jesus. Six, we are blessed by our obedience to God. Seven, it humbles us. Eight, and eight, our obedience affects others or our disobedient affects others. Um, so this next part um, is really kind of I, where I want to sit for a little bit. Um, how is our obedience connected to our healing? So as I've already shared, um, I, am, I am on a journey of healing. Um, 
really allowing God to get into these spaces and places of my life and in my heart and really do a transformation, a full on transformation of my heart, my body and my mind. Um, and so as I was studying this, just really to come coming to, to the understanding of how my obedience is connected to this healing journey that I'm on um, and really just giving that some thought. So the first point that I want to make for this is healing is in the obedience because obedience is an act of worship, right? I'm going to say that again. Healing is in the obedience because our obedience is an act of worship. We were justified by salvation, guys. So true obedience flows from our heart. It flows from a place of gratitude. And we have gratitude for the grace that we received from the Lord. So good. Um, Romans 12.1 says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is true of the way we worship him. So our obedience is an act of worship. Remember that first point that I made to the question of what we can know to be true? I think it was the first point that I made, what we can know to be true about our obedience. Um, it's surrendering our lives. It's hearing the word of God. It's trusting him. It's doing what's asked of us. It, we, we are, we are, 100% created to worship God. And we don't just do that by singing songs. We don't just do that by, um, you know, clapping our hands, making sacrifices. God, we, 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 we practice worship by the way that we live our lives as unto the Father. So I like, I really like that point. Um, the next point, point is we are rewarded and blessed for our obedience. Genesis twenty two eighteen says, and though your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed all because you have obeyed me. Our obedience creates an atmosphere to God for God to show up. You guys, it creates an atmosphere for him to do miracles, the miracles that we need in our lives. And so when we think about healing, again, we never know what's on the other side of the instruction that God is giving us. And when I think about my healing journey, there have been a lot of things where I'm like, I'm like, God, what does this have to do with that? I'm hurting from this particular thing. Why are you asking me to do that? But the minute I do it, I'm like, oh, I understand now. I understand why you need me to do that. And so now I can take my focus off of that hurt, that pain that I'm feeling and and fix my heart on my on on gratitude, fix my heart on the grace that was given to us by God. And so that transforms our mind. It, transfer our, it transforms our heart. It transforms um, the way, how we show up, right? And it also gives us the opportunity to release what we're holding on to. Some, sometimes what I'm really realizing is I hurt myself by reliving these moments. These moments of hurt, these moments of pain, disappointment, and shame, all those things. I hurt myself by reliving those. Now, I'm not going to say that, you know, because there's this whole concept of like forgive and forget, right? I'm not going to say it's easier to 
forgive something than it is to completely just forget something and so I'm not going to say that we we can sit here and we can pretend like the things that have happened to us have not happened right but what I can say is that when we learn to release those things to God he replaces it with something else right he I've 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 always found whenever I'm struggling in a situation with rejection when I'm like all right God like I don't that really hurt me. I don't know where that came from. I don't know why that person did that or I don't know why that group did that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna let that go. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you, God. That really hurt, but I'm gonna give it to you. Oftentimes, he shows up with something better. He shows up with something greater. And I can look back and I can go. I, I'm, I thank you, God, for not allowing me to be accepted by that person. I thank you, God, for not allowing me to be accepted by that group or by that job or whatever it is that that, that thing was. And so I, I feel that way with whatever hurt or whatever shame or guilt that we're holding on to. Let it go. Give it to God, and he'll show up with something better. Um, one of the things that... Um, I'm not sure if I've shared this with you guys, this testimony with you guys yet, but one of the things that I struggled with very heavy was the shame of being pregnant. So a little bit about my story is, and I won't go too much in, um, but a little bit about my story is I got pregnant outside of marriage. In my entire pregnancy, I struggled to see the beauty in what was happening during this season of pregnancy. And it wasn't until I was eight months pregnant eight months, I was eight months pregnant with my son, where I was really able to really release the guilt and the shame that I was holding on to from getting pregnant outside of marriage. And when that happened, I, God really opened up my eyes to so many things that was going on. Just, just my ability to be able to birth to my ability to be able to create, my my ability to be able to love and nurture the way that I can, um, my ability to just see creation in a completely different realm. I have this level of gratitude for that season of my life now, but I had to release that. I had to really release it and give it to God and move forward, accept the grace on my life that he had already given me. And so I had, I had to really be obedient to what he was asking me to do in this season because there were a lot of times where I couldn't. There were moments where he would ask me to pray over my belly, work, sing a worship song here, all of, all of those things, and it was really difficult. But when I really gave all that I was worried about, all that I was ashamed over, all that I felt guilty over, when I gave it to him, there was a level of gratitude that was really just unleashed in my heart. So... It, it's a it's a it's when I say that this point about we are rewarded and we are blessed by our obedience you guys that's that's it's real it's real I I challenge you to test it and see it is real um, um the next point that I want to make is through our obedience we experience the bless the blessings of holy living and so um I wrote this is kind of and I'll read this out because this one's a little bit this one's a little bit meaty here, so I'll, write, I'll, I'll read it out um, how I wrote it. Um, only Jesus Christ is perfect. Therefore, only can he walk in, he can, he can walk perfectly, right, in perfect obedience. But as we allow the Holy Spirit to transform us from within, we grow more holy. We grow more 
Christ-like. And this process of sanctification, because that's what that refers to, like as, as the Holy Spirit is getting within us, transforming us within, that's the, that's the process of sanctification. So as this process of sanctification, which we can also refer to as spiritual growth, the more we read God's word, the more we spend time with him, the more we allow the Holy Spirit to change us from the end, the more we grow in our obedience and our holiness as Christians. Um, so once again, I'll just repeat that point through our obedience, we experience holy living. And this is that, that idea that really allowing the Holy Spirit, like, like I was saying earlier, inviting him into your day, inviting him into these spaces and places that, that you may not be inviting other people in you guys, he already knows. He just, he's waiting on an invitation for you to invite him in. He already knows what you need. He already knows what you want. He already knows where you're going to end up but he wants to partner with us. He wants to, us to be actively engaged in building our relationship with him, right? And so as we allow the Holy Spirit into our lives, he can transform us, mind, body, and spirit from within. And we're, we're more open, we're more engaged, we're more obedient, and that creates a holy living life, a holy lived life. And again, that spills over into the people that we meet, into the spaces that we go. Um, there's two voices, uh, verses to match this. I'm going to read them really quick. Um, it's Psalms 119, verses 1 through 8. Joyful are people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord. Joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts. They do not compromise with evil, and they walk only in his paths. You have charged us to keep your commandments carefully. Oh, that my actions would consistently reflect your decrees. Then I will not be ashamed when I compare my life with your commands. As I learn your righteous regu regulations, I will thank you by living as I should. I will obey your decrees. Please don't give up on me. I like that line. As I learn your righteous regulations, I will thank you by living as I should. I will thank you by living as I should. That reminds, it reminds me of that verse in, in John. If you love me, keep my commandments. I will thank you by living the life that I should be living. The second um, verse that I have here is 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 1. Because we have these promises, dear friends, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that we, that can defile our bodies or our spirits, and let us work towards complete holiness because we fear God, because we have a reverence for God. So let's, let us cleanse ourselves of all the hurt, all the shame, all the anxiety, all that stuff that weighs us down, all that stuff that keep, that makes our body overstress. It releases the, that, and I'm not even going to go into all this scientific stuff because I don't know nothing about that. So I don't want to overspeak, but all the stuff that just makes us unhealthy, that makes us physically and mentally stressed out let's cleanse ourselves from that and let's work towards living a life that's completely holy as unto god a life that's obedient to god right and healing is not a reward for our obedience it's not something that is owed to us that because we obeyed god right as i'm studying this i'm recognizing that healing It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a transformation through my obedience. 
as I'm as I walk closely with God, I learn to let go of the things that I'm holding on to. As I'm walking with God, I'm learning to look at myself the way that he sees me. I'm learning to look at other people the way that he sees other people. I'm growing in my mind. I'm growing physically. I'm growing spiritually. So I can let go of those things that hold me down. I can let go of those things that make me feel ashamed, that make me feel anxious, that I can let go of that depression. I don't have to hold on to it because I'm holding on faithfully to God. Right, And as I'm holding on to him, I'm doing the things that he's asking me to do. He's cleansing me. I'm filling myself up. It reminds me of like, I don't know if some of you guys have seen like these demonstrations by the pastor where it's like they put dirty water in the cup and then they fill it up with, you know, um, I don't actually know what's in the water, they, but, they, but it looks like when they're doing the demonstration, they fill it up with like clean water and then it overflows and it becomes, that dirty water becomes now clean water. That's kind of the image that I'm getting here. As I hold on to God, he's filling me up. I'm becoming more and more and more like him. As, as, as I'm growing in my faith, as I'm growing in my obedience to him, I'm becoming closer to him. And as that's happening, those things that weigh me down, I can release them. So I, I want to challenge you guys as we close out here. I really just want to challenge you guys to really lean in to what God is asking you to do. And I leave you guys with this question. What is God asking you to do? And if you don't know, what is the last thing that he clearly asked you to do? And sit there. If, you, if you're scared to do it, talk to him about it, right? If you, he, may, he may not give you the outcome. He may not tell you what things are going to look like, but trust him because he will see you through to the other side. And I promise you, when you get to the other side, it will be so worthwhile that you'll want to continue to obey him. Because you'll want to stay so closely connected to him because you know that's where you're safe. There's no other space that we can be as safe than in the presence of our Holy Spirit. So allow yourself to just lean in. Allow yourself to grow deeper in your faith. Allow him, even if it's just a small step, Take the step towards him. And whatever it is that he's asking you to do, I promise it's worth your while. And so again, I leave you guys with this question. And when we come back next episode, I'm going to ask it again. Because I really want y'all to get this into your spirit. But what is God asking you to do? And so we'll close out there. I love this conversation. You guys, it's a, it's a, it's a good one. Um, and so I, I pray that you guys just allow this information, this topic, the word obedience to really just get into your spirit again, pray and ask God what he wants to do in your life, what he needs of you. And I pray that you guys just commit to doing that thing because he's good and he's worthy of your obedience. So until next time, we'll chat soon, queens. We hope you were blessed by today's conversation. We know that healing can be a hard and seemingly lonely journey. 
but God is faithful to be with us in our weakest moments. Our favorite verse, Philippians 4.13, reminds us that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. So as we move through our individual journeys, let us be reminded to lean into the strength of the Holy Spirit within us. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help support the podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and leave us a review. To stay up to date with the Wake Up Queen podcast, follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook at Heart and Home Community Inc. Thanks for listening.